today in the Chokeslam Wrestling Report, we're going to go to MLW, NWA, AEW, and all the big promotions, news. Plus, we're going to go to the results, what happened last night on Game Changer Wrestling Homecoming. We're going to talk about Wrestle Grand Slam from New Japan from this morning. So we're going to have a whole bunch of news today, including the, the Daniel Bryan situation and the CM Punk situation. We're going to have that and much more on this edition of Behind the Curtain on the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. to another episode of the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. I am your host, the infamous Ultimate One from New York City. And let me tell you, I've been very, very busy um, doing podcasts. I did, I think, about four podcasts last week. Plus, I did the WNR podcast with my boy James Rowland from UK. So I've been a very, very busy guy with all the stuff that's going on in professional wrestling. I mean, we saw what happened Wednesday. We saw Moxley lose the belt, the IWGP United States title to Lance Archer. And then as soon as he won it, Lance Archer won it. Hikaleo from the Bullet Club uh, challenged him. And uh, this forbidden door has been not only slightly cracked, it's been kicked in thanks to Impact Wrestling, who last week, um, as you guys know, I did a, a podcast about this on the YouTube channel about Jay White showing up at, at the uh, slant anniversary after the main event. I'm going to be talking about that, the, the real plans that they had for slant anniversary. But as you see, the forbidden door is wide open. Um, and and slant anniversary also brought in and Thunder Rosa came in um, uh, before she, uh, we found out that she was signed by AEW last week, uh, representing the NWA and AEW. So to challenge Deanna Perrazzo. We saw Mickey James show up, uh, extend an invitation to Deanna Perrazzo, but they ended up, uh, actually Deanna Perrazzo ended up getting knocked out, or knocked down by Mickey James. So we don't know if she's gonna be challenging Deanna Perrazzo next. Uh, we also saw last week, the horrible, and I'm gonna say the horrible uh, booking of Keith Lee and Karrion Cross, and then reports that, uh, they tried to do the NXT taping and Karrion Cross was coming out introduction. The fans pretty much took over NXT, started chanting Hardy when Karrion Cross was coming out. WWE in return, being petty like always, uh, ended up um, tricking the fans, saying there was a big surprise coming toward the end of the, the event. People stood and they reshot the entrance of Karrion Cross. So that tells you what WWE would do to get what they want, regardless of if, you know, if the fans pretty much um, take take over the shows, whatever, but you got to expect that. You have to expect the fact that fans are going to retaliate on the promotion if they see something was wrong. And Karrion Cross losing to Jeff Hardy last week, uh, being that he's undefeated for the last two years, and he's the NXT champion, people are going to be kind of pissed off about it. So the fact that Jeff Hardy pinned him and used the ropes as a heel, 
makes it look even worse. Uh, the fact that Keith Lee, Gwen Kane showed up at Raw in his hometown, in his home state, and got beat by Bobby Lashley. And yes, people are going to say, but what do you expect? Bobby Lashley to lose? No, I don't expect Bobby Lashley to lose, but I expect Bobby Lashley you know, to be protected, of course, because he's the WWE champion. But you have to protect Keith Lee also. Apparently, WWE doesn't think highly of Keith Lee because they didn't protect the Keith Lee got pinned by Bobby Lashley. So those were the stuff that happened last week. Also, uh, Impact, we saw Jay White uh, confront the Good Brothers, um, and he offered Chris Bay a Bullet Club shirt to join Bullet Club. Uh, well, we, uh, well, I know if Chris Bay joined or not because, you know, there's spoilers around the damn IWC, but um, Chris Bay came in for the save to help Jay White. So um, this Jay White situation is getting good. I did, I know I spoke to my boy James Roller from the WNR podcast, and I think I was telling him most likely maybe the possibility of Jay White putting his never open weight title against Omega's Impact World title. That can happen uh, and because, you know, these two guys have been saying for the past six months that they're original belt collectors. So being that, you know, Jay White hasn't been collecting belts because he lost to Ibushi in Wrestle Kingdom, but he won the never open weight title. So um, from Tadahashi. So that's something to look forward to. So that, that was most of the stuff that happened during the, the week. But the biggest stories, of course, with the Daniel Bryan situation and the CM Punk, and I will be talking about that. But let's start it off with Matt Cardona, who has been embroiled in a back-and-forth situation with Nick Gage. Now, Nick Gage, of course, you guys seen him show up at AEW. Um, he will be wrestling next week with Chris Jericho as Chris Jericho is bringing back his pain game, uh, pain maker, gimmick back into the fold. Um, well, Nick Gage last night defended his GCW World Championship, the Game Changer Wrestling World Championship, against Matt Cardona. Well, guess what? We have a new champion. As Mark Cardona ended up beating Nick Cage, and of course, it was outside interference. There's a 44-0. I, I don't know who these people are. The faction of 44-0 ran down to attack Gage, and then Rick Shane Page joined the former champion in fighting off the sale before turning on Gage. Shortly after that, Cardona pinned Gage to become the new champion. Following the pin, the crowd showered Cardona with trash before the new title her holder made a swift exit with the goal. Now, Game Changer Wrestling is not not my cup of tea. I think they 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 uh they uh, I, I don't know how to say it, but some of the stuff they do is the problem with with wrestling today. I mean, they are into this uh, um, sometimes gimmicks. I remember one time they had the Invisible Man in there, which was Stupid. Uh, they had Nick, of course, Nick Gage has a big time cult following, and he is the he was the champion. And Nick Gage, of course, this guy is the extreme violent wrestler, and he is a hardcore wrestler. And him and Matt Cardona went at it last night. Uh, but you know, the fact that Game Changer brought in Matt Cardona was a very surprising thing. And Matt Cardona now is the GCW champion. Now, Matt Cardona, of course, he He's working all over the place. He's working for Impact. He's working now GCW. And then, you know what I'm saying? I guess he doesn't want to stay in one spot. He showed up at AEW, I believe it was last year, so ever since um, he got let go from WWE. But that goes to show you that some of these WWE stars, when they are let go from WWE, they find, you know, um, 
victory and promise somewhere else. I'm not going to get into this thing about, um, you know, going back and forth with, you know, you know, um, you know, the, um, uh, you know, the, the way they wrestle. Cause I already, I spoken about that in the past about how, you know, they, um, WWE has wrestlers fighting, um, has fighting them WWE style. So, but the fact that these wrestlers get out, um, I call it WWE and find success elsewhere. Look at uh, Miro. Miro is not the TNT champion in AEW. He, the only title he won in WWE was you know, you know, the United States belt. And then Cena just messed up his whole career. Um, but again, we're not here to talk about WWE or what they've done, whatever. But Matt Cardona winning in JCW World Championship. Now, the fact if, I mean, can we call it a world title? Well, everybody always looked toward Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Pro Wrestling Illustrated is the respected magazine, Pro Wrestling and they decide if a title is deemed worthy of world title status. As you know, MLW got that world title status last year, so Jacob, uh, Jacob Fatu is the MLW world champion. He's recognized by Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Now, as far as this Game Changer Wrestling Championship, I don't know if they are going to put it as a world champion, but... They they calling him the GCW World Champion. So congratulations to Mark Cardona. Um, I know probably Nick Cage, you know, is probably going to get that belt back. But now the question is, what's this going to happen with Nick? Is Nick Cage going to stay in AEW for a little while? Because um, last Saturday, uh, if we guys saw his anniversary, he uh, I believe was Don Callis who came and opened his mouth and said, well. Kenny Omega is the hardcore king of hardcore. He's better than Nick Cage. The next day, Nick Cage and the GCW president uh, kind of called out Omega if he wanted to come to GCW to prove to see if he really is king of hardcore. Um, but you know, but it's funny how that happened. And next thing you know, MJF introduced Nick Cage for next week against uh, Chris Jericho. I mean. It's, it's, it's amazing. Does Nick Cage confront Kenny Omega in AEW? Wow, right now, because he just lost the GCW belt. And is he going to stay there for a while? He may not be on the contract, could be on the, on the handshake, but who knows? It's going to be very interesting to see this now. Now that Nick Cage lost the GCW title to Matt Cardona, now he's going to be in AEW next week. Something to look, you know, something to look for. And speaking of Kenny Omega, the original plan for Kenny Omega's anniversary, they are been revealed. I think I mentioned it on the WNR podcast yesterday that the original person who was supposed to show up at anniversary instead of Jay White was El Idolo Andrades. Probably Andrades was supposed to come in and be the one who was going to challenge uh, Kenny Omega. But now, does it sound that would have been cool? Not really. To me, I don't think it would have been as impactful as it was with Jay White showing up. For the simple reason is because Andrade had already challenged Kenny Omega for the AAA Mexican title. And then these guys are supposed to meet up at Triple Mania, uh, I believe it's 29 on August 14 in a couple of weeks for the AAA Mega Championship. So originally, the reason why Andrade was not used was because he... He and Impact could not come to a financial terms, but the plan was to do a six-man tag match with Andrade, who will have Conan in his corner, teaming with two partner against Omega and the Good Brothers. 
I don't think it will be that impactful with the fact that Jay White showed up because Jay White being that Jay White is the leader of the Bullet Club and Omega's been since December of last year been roaming around calling himself part of the Bullet Club throwing the two sweet sign that wore uh Bullet Club um shirts and hardcore uh, was it was uh I forgot the way it was uh hard to kill that was a pay-per-view and they were using bullet club stuff so what better way than have the bullet club leader show up at impact anniversary and make a name for himself you know not make a name for himself but make an impactful situation where you know uh you just ask yourself well okay you know now we're gonna have a real deal because i'm driving when it came you know he doesn't have a title now with jay white Mean that he's the never open weight champion. Now that makes you think, like, is he going to put that belt on the line against Kenny Omega's Impact World title? Is he going to stay around for Bound for Glory? Are these two guys are going to face off anywhere between now and Bound for Glory? You know, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see with the weeks to come, you know. Um, and, and, you know, it's a lot of stuff to talk about. So um, we'll be right back after this. Today's episode is brought to you by Omeo. Omeo is a travel booking platform that makes planning a journey in Europe and North America effortless. Just enter your travel details and Omeo will magically give you the trains, bus, flight, and ferry options for your journey. It's never been simpler to book your first real vacation for 2021. Best of all, Using Omeo saves you time and money. That's a win-win in our book. Omeo wants to help you leave your house this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head to omeo.com and use the code OMEOFILE at checkout. Valid until July 31st for new users on all modes of transfer. It's just the pick-me-up 2021 needs. Omeo plan, book, and love the journey. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, what's going on? It's your boy Jada Red Sante, host of Turnbuckle Tabloid, and you're listening to the Choke Slam Wrestling Report. Moving along here on this podcast and this edition of Behind the Curtain, we're going to continue on on with the wrestling news and rumor. Several title change hands at New Japan Pro Wrestling Wrestle Grand Slam. As you guys know, uh, today, well, this morning, uh, they had the Wrestle Grand Slam, and there were three title changes, including a trophy. Toriano. Who most of you probably don't know who the hell that is because you most of you don't watch New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, lost the provisional New Japan Pro Wrestling King of Pro Wrestling Trophy in 2021. Now, Yano had won the 2020 version, and he defended that trophy in different uh, in different type of matches because in order for you to defend that trophy, the fans get to vote on what type of gimmick matches it is. You may have your hands tied behind your back. 
all kinds of stuff. It's, 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 it's crazy how uh, New Japan defends this trophy. But at last year, he won it. He kept it for the next four months. He won that New Japan uh, King of Pro Wrestling on uh, Summer Struggle in August. And he held it all the way to the end of the year. After that, he uh, was able to win it another one, the 2021 version. And this is when they pretty much, I think they win it by uh, Battle Royal Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, he defended this one with the accolades of 22-man Battle Royal. Yano made it the final two before being eliminated by the Crown Jewel Bullet Club, Chase Owens. So he loses the uh, the provisional King of Pro Wrestling trophy to Chase Owens. Chase Owens has been look, going after this trophy, God knows for how long. So he has the trophy finally. Also, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship also changed hand in Wrestle Grand Slam, where Robbie Eagle defeated Ed Desperado for the goal. And this is very surprising because Ed Desperado has been wrestling great and defending his belt with everybody he just had beaten bone soldier uh tasha uh, tasha ishimori i believe it was uh, a couple of weeks ago and him losing the belt this is our eagle's first reign as the iwgp junior heavyweight championship but uh desperado became a champion uh during the three-way match for a vacant belt at castle attack in february so he held this belt for five months well, Hiromo Takahashi has been cleared to come back. He is the guy who had the belt, but he had a torn pectoral muscle, and he had to, again, relinquish the belt, vacate the belt for the second time. First time was when he broke his neck in, uh, in the match with him at Dragon Lee a couple of years ago in San Francisco. He had to vacate the belt. This guy is, he, he reminds me a little bit of, of his style, a Darby Allen type of wrestler. But the only thing difference is he's a little bulkier, so if you got more muscle, you willing you, you're willing to get hurt much faster because, you know, the size of the muscle, whatever the case may be. But, um, he's he's coming back, so um, Robbie Eagle better uh, enjoy his title ring. We have new IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. We're also crying. The Dangerous Techers, Zack Saber Jr. and Taishi. Defeating Tetsuya Naido and Sonata to reclaim the gold. Now, a couple of weeks ago, Naido and Sonata beat the Dangerous Tigers for these belts. And now, that ring only lasted probably two weeks because they just won it a couple of weeks ago. And, and Dangerous Tiger regained their titles again for the third time. They are three times IWGP champions. Um, So, I don't know who's going to be next, but I know the Gorillas of Destiny... I have not seen them wrestle in Japan, so like I said, they may be showing up in Impact, or they may be showing up in AEW. They may be showing up anyway with this forbidden door going on in wrestling. So um, you just got to see what it is. Kota Bushi was pulled from the Wrestle Grand Slam. He was supposed to be the one who was going to be challenging Shingo Takagi for the IWGP World title, but apparently, you know, Kota Bushi is suffering from... Uh, I guess effect from the vaccination of uh, that that he has. And so after Kota Bushi was pulled from the Wrestle Grand Slam main event due to illness, Shingo Takaji defended his IWGP World Heavyweight Title against Hiroshi Tanahashi, the I call the John Cena of and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Takaji was victorious, defeating the Ace is just under a half an hour. 
Shingo said he wanted a third match with Tanahashi as the two are now one and one against each other. He also stated that he looked forward to facing Kota Ibushi down the line once Ibushi recovered from aspiration pneumonia. This is what he's getting. He has aspiration pneumonia. So we don't know. Ibushi was originally scheduled to face Shingo at Wrestle Kingdom, uh, Wrestle Grand Slam, actually, but was pulled due to the illness and replaced by Tanahashi. Shingo was interrupted by Evil, who appeared on the big screen to challenge Shingo for the IWGP Heavyweight title. And then the lights went out at the Tokyo Dome, and Evil appeared in the ring, attacking Shingo and holding the IWGP World Title above his head. Now, Evil won the IWGP title last year when he won the New Japan Cup. He turned on Naido. He turned the LIJ to join Bullet Club. He held that belt for a while until um, he lost the, uh, the belt back. Well, actually, actually, he defeated he defeated Naido the night after in Dominion. Then he defended the belt against Hiromo. Naido won the belt back in some struggle, and the rest is history. So, uh, Evil right now, um, you know, is challenging. He's the former world champion. Um, and him and Shingo, this is going to be very interesting because these two guys used to be part of the LIJ group. Um, so this is going to be very interesting. And I guess they put Evil in there because Ibushi right now is not in no state to be in a, no, in a wrestling ring. So it's going to be a while where you see Ting, uh, not Shingo, uh, Kota Ibushi in there. The AEW Women's Champion broke her wrist at Fighter Fest Night 2. Britt Baker supposedly uh, broke her wrist. While wrestling Nyla Rose, this is the second time she has gotten hurt in the ring with Nyla Rose. First, it was an ACL a couple uh, about a year ago, uh, and now now it's her wrist. Supposedly, the injury occurred when Nyla Rose hit the uh, hit Baker with a Death Valley driver. Uh, I didn't see nothing because after that, the, uh, maybe this is why she was having problem putting on the lockjaw on Nyla Rose. But then again, Nyla Rose is a big woman, so. And she's heavy, so that alone is going to give you a hard time. Uh, so it's, it's it's crazy. It's very crazy how this woman now is her. She says she's not going to miss no time at all. So that means she probably is going to wait to her uh, wrist to um, get better, and then she'll probably be in there. I mean, she'll probably defend her belt and all out with, her, with the wrist the way it is. Maybe she's going to have to... Uh, um, Take it easy, whoever she wrestles at um, at All Out. If she defends the belt, most likely she is, but she still got time because All Out is September 5th. So she still has a lot of time, more than 40-something days still, to um, heal that hand. Uh, speaking of AEW, the, uh, AEW is still trying to get former WWE stars to join them. The word in the rumor mill is that Buddy Murphy... Is being eyed by Impact and AEW. Uh, Buddy Murphy, most likely, if I think Buddy Murphy will be the one joining AEW. For the simple fact, Kenny Omega said he would love to wrestle Buddy Murphy in, in the past. So, Buddy Murphy, who was not happy at all with WWE, and he had so many podcast interviews where he said that uh, WWE just put him in the Seth Rollins storyline, and then just after Seth Rollins left, he had nothing to do. They took him out of the story library with him and Ray Mysterio's daughter, and they left the one around doing nothing. So Buddy Murphy, 
would be a great addition to either Impact or AEW for the simple fact that you've seen Buddy Murphy's work. He wrestled Daniel Bryan one time, and that match was great. And SmackDown, he wrestled Roman Reigns. That match was good. Buddy Murphy could bring it. This guy could wrestle. He was a former Cruiserweight champion, you know? Um, and I think they used to call him the, the, secret, the secret weapon, something like that they would call it. Uh, WWE secret, something like that. To that from, but, but he turned out to be WWE's jobber because after that, they didn't do anything when he came to the main uh, main roster like they usually do. And now Buddy Murphy's out there. They could grab him. So, I mean, it's great. And speaking about AEW, the Daniel Bryan situation, uh, they still the only ones who pretty much have made that news that uh, about Daniel Bryan and CM Punk has been ringside news. Uh, and it, it has everybody in the podcast and myself and other podcasts wondering, has Daniel Bryan signed? And better yet, has CM Punk signed? Because ringside news is saying that CM Punk has already signed and he signed and delivered. And that he might most likely appear at All Out. There's words now saying that a real report from Dave Meltzer is stated that uh, is stating that um, actually it wasn't Dave Meltzer, uh, Sean Ross Sapp, uh reported that uh, five or six that his sources close to the situation have informed that CM Punk has not put a pen to the paper with AEW as of Friday night. So, what is going on? Is AEW trying to hide, making sure that it doesn't go public? Because again. I usually go by Five Foot Select and Wrestle Talk, not that much, but Ringside News, uh, they most of the time they on point. But how is it that Ringside News is getting all this information that CM Punk signed, but Five Foot Select is saying no, that's not that's not true. That's a Friday night, he still has to sign a contract uh, uh, for AEW. So, so AEW is keeping it hush hush and they're not trying to. Uh, pretty much let it all out there. Um, I think if he did sign with um, AEW, uh, most likely you'll see him appear in All Out um, in Chicago, which is top. most likely it will make sense. Uh, the Daniel Bryan situation, the word is that he will be um, debuting on September 22nd at the Ash Stadium in Queens, which I have tickets for that. That would be cool. That would be cool. Uh, they, I know AEW is making more seats available for that event. And I think that that Ultra uh, uh, Stadium holds fifteen thousand fans. I won't be surprised if they do sell out um, because there's still tickets available. Um, and most likely, they got the upper decks and all that, and I'm sure they'll probably fill it up. They, they're probably going to end up filling out anyway. But what a way to for, for everybody to be looking out or what's going on with AEW. AEW does they all about surprises. I mean there was reports that TNT didn't like the fact that uh AEW does surprises. I mean whoever's running that don't know nothing about wrestling. Um uh, at the time when I read that about a couple of months ago that TNT wasn't happy about the big show was it the big show or Christian Cage one of those that didn't like surprises. So it makes no sense. So wrestling is about surprises. Who's showing up? So you know, it's, it's, it's crazy because, you know, we, we don't know, you know, uh, what's going on. AEW, of course, again, the rating domination, TNT thrill with the AE ratings domination for the second consecutive week. AEW Dynamite smashed it. Viewership number scoring over 1 million live viewers for the second straight week. 
um, this is good because, I mean, you can see the difference when it comes to where they were at three weeks ago, where they were just, you know, they had the fans in daily place, but they had just brought in 5,000 fans in daily place compared to what they had done in Miami and Texas. You see the difference. You see how they now pulling on all stops. The surprises, the you know Malachi Black showing up on Road Rager the first night in Miami, um, Chavo Guerrero Jr., Nick Cage. Um, I think the week after that, I think there was there a surprise. I don't remember, but um, the matches, the, it, it feels different. Hikaleo showing up last week, so they're pretty much telling you um, that they're not playing. They're pulling all stops and they're making sure that you know. Uh, they're going to do what they're going to do. It's funny because a couple of, I uh, believe, once TNT, I mean, not TNT, NXT, decided to move on Tuesday, I remember um, asking a podcaster, um, and I asked him, do you think that either AEW or NXT are going to do a million viewers uh, after, you know, they're, they're doing this separate? And he told me no. He said AEW was not going to make a million. And... NXT was not going to make a million. Well, since NXT moved to Tuesday, AEW has done one million four times. Okay, and this is let's not count the last two. They did a million about three times. One with Bloods and Guts that was a million. And I think there was other couple of more episodes that did a million. So, you know, now that they live for them to do it two weeks in a row, they did eight hundred something. I think eight hundred thousand for Road Rager. And then they did a million two weeks in a row. What that tells you that the fans, uh, AEW is gathering fans. People are watching. People are seeing. So, you know, some sometimes you know, it's sometimes you gotta you gotta look at the product. You can't be worried about, you know, because the most thing that I hear is, oh, you know, WWE got the most money and the WWE this and WWE that and you know, you know they let go of this guy because he he was whacked the promos and he you know. Now, it's just an, you're looking for excuses because you're trying to justify why your product is bad and you're hoping that the product that's going against the comp, uh, your favorite promotion does bad. So it's not going to work that way. So we'll be right back after this. Hi, this is James Rodens from the WNR podcast and you are listening to the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. back guys and as we continue on with this behind the curtain edition we're going to keep talking about now the uh kenny omega again more aew news wants aew rampage to be a home for more women wrestling he says the content i think we're lacking in our women's division i would love to see rampage be a home to more women wrestling i want people to see and appreciate and enjoy the talent we have to offer which is true because now if you really think about it, uh, AEW has three shows. Two of those shows on um, Monday and Tuesday. A lot of them is uh, talent developmental or guys who are coming up or, or, or indie guys coming in to wrestle, you know. And, you know, if you think about it, the women's wrestling, they only have one match per week in AEW. They had the Britt Baker versus Nala Rose. 
um, um, this uh, this week, the week before they have penalty four against uh, Yuku Sakaria, whatever her name is. So they only put one match per week. So how are you supposed to develop the women's division when you're not showcasing it on AEW Dynamite, which is the main, main show? So why not? Why not put uh, a couple of matches in the women's um, women's division on Rampage starting August 12th? I mean, you have to build the women's division. Now that Thunder Rosa signed with AEW, you know, you got Thunder Rosa, now you got Britt Baker, and again, the Forbidden Door is open. I'm still waiting for Deanna Peraza to cross that door and show up at AEW and challenge Britt Baker in a title versus title uh, match. Uh, but, you know, this is this has been the problem with AEW. The product is good. The product is good. But when it comes to um, when it comes to the women's division, they don't showcase the women's division like it's supposed to. I mean, you still have a lot of females that I haven't seen Ty Conti in weeks. Um, Ty Conti, I love Ty Conti. Uh, Anna Jay is supposed to be coming back soon. Um, you have, uh, again, Britt Baker. Swole have not been seen. I don't know if she's still under contract with AEW. You, I have not seen the former champion, uh, Hikori Shida. She hasn't been seen. Uh, the first champion, I forgot her name, the little girl. Um, she hasn't been seen. So a lot of the women wrestlers have not been seen. W, um, sorry, w, AEW has a stacked roster. And you only have two-hour shows, okay? And those two-hour shows of Dynamite, it's not going to get everybody in. And there's a lot of factions in AEW, which could be used also in Rampage. But I, uh, according to uh, my friend James Rowland and our podcast, Rampage is only going to be an hour. So, and they're going against SmackDown. So, you know, SmackDown, they may lose viewers, and, and then you're going to have all these trolls online. Oh, look, oh, AEW is losing uh to SmackDown on Fridays, of course, it's going to be an hour. It's not going to be something that they're going to get a one point something millions and whatnot. And, you know, because right now SmackDown right now they they pulling two, they put two millions, especially because of Roman Reigns, not nobody else. Okay, you know, so the the fact that that um, that they're doing this on a Friday, I mean, I'm still skeptical about it. I'm still questioning that move because I'm like, uh, what's wrong with this move? You know, I, I don't know. Uh, next one was Nick Aldis. He defended his NWA title against Trevor Murdoch last night for the second time. Now, Murdoch is willing to, you know, to go at it with the third time with Nick Aldis putting his career on the line for the NWA 73 on August 29th. Uh, I don't know. think Trevor, if, if Nick Aldis is about to lose his title, to Trevor Murdoch on August 29th, it's, it's, it's crazy. Because Trevor Murdoch is not world championship caliber. I don't know. I don't know what the hell NWA is doing and whatnot. Um, I'm not too, I wasn't too crazy about NWA back then when they first started doing the NWA power. I'm not too crazy about it now because they're taking it old school. Nick Aldis has had this belt for over 1,000-something days. He really doesn't have challengers. And, and, and people could say, oh, but what are you talking about? You know, he got challenging. You can name a thousand guys. None of those guys are worthy to wrestle Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis is that good, but you got to put him. You go in that ring, you better have somebody who's almost the same caliber as him. And right now, the NWA roster don't have that, those caliber of wrestlers in there. You know, um, it, it, it's crazy. I mean, they go, they're doing some championship series coming up where you have, 
champions, joining with legends and upcoming stars. It's just a confusing situation. I'm not even going to bother to talk about it, but if Trevor Murdoch is about to put his career on the line on August 29th, and I don't know how old is Trevor Murdoch, if he's willing to, he, he, he wants to retire, he wants to go out this way. Uh, but do I see Nick Aldis losing the belt to Trevor Murdoch on August 29th? No, nah, I don't see it. But I've seen worse. I've seen, you know, what I saw Monday night with uh, the superhero beating Charlotte Flair for the belt, which I, I don't even want to talk about that. That's ridiculous. Battle Riot had a winner crown as of last week. They Alec Hammerstone outlasted 39 other men at the MLW Battle Royal 3, winning the Battle Royal match to earn a shot at Jacob Fatu. And now Jacob Fatu cannot escape because Alex Hammerstone has been a dominant national heavyweight champion for close to two years, you know? And yes, people may say, oh, because he's champion at all because of the pandemic. So what? It doesn't matter. He has had that belt for a while. And one thing that you have to ask yourself is, you know, if this guy is going to be Jacob Fatu, this is going to be a good match. You know, there's going to be outside interference from a contra unit, or they're going to try to take him out before he gets to Jacob Fatu. So, Jacob Fatu, almost close to 800 days as champion. This guy is the, you know, the, the Samoan Werewolf. I don't care what anybody says. Out of all Samoans, I think he is one of the best at what he does. I think he's better than Roman Reigns. I don't care what anybody says. The only reason that Roman Reigns is that dominant because he got Paul Heyman and that storyline the whole night. Don't get me wrong. Roman Reigns, the way his character is now, he's very good. But Jacob Fatu is on some other level. You know what I'm saying? He is on some other level. Only reason now people gonna be like, well, who's the WWE champion? He's the Universal Champion. You know, you know people make complain and make make things. The bottom line is, the the, the Samoan Werewolf has been champion for 700 days. No one has beaten. Okay, and he signed a uh, multi-year deal with MLW. He's not going anywhere. You know, so I know that uh, Court Bauer made a statement about uh, Ed uh, the Judge, the Ed Murdoch, whatever his name is, who was in NXT. And WWE let him go. He said they lost is they gain, and it's true because MLW has a bunch of young players and they roster, and they could do and they could do a lot of things with these guys. MLW is the the, the promotion that everybody has to watch. Don't sleep on this promotion. The fact that they're working with New Japan, they're working. I think believe they're working with Noah. They're working with a couple of promotions in Mexico. Shows you that Kurt Bauer knows what they're doing. And Kerbal used to work with WWE. So he knows the the ins and out of, you know, how you know you may have WWE try to raid their talent, but WWE can't raid talent like they used to back in the day because a lot of wrestlers now with social media and a lot of these wrestlers know each other. They see what's going on. A lot of wrestlers see WWE. They watch the, pro- the product and they see what's going on. They read the social media. They read the Twitter account. They read everything. They know what's going on. They know exactly what's going on. So they're not they're not they're not sleeping on anything, you know. They're not sleeping on anything. And the fact that, you know, WWE can't just raid anybody, you know. I mean, they could try, but we see what happened when they try to start doing raids in 2016 and up. They went and they 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 started holding all this talent. And at the end, they have to let all these people go. And now when Nick Khan, uh, not uh, yeah, not Nick Khan in there, you know, these guys now him and uh, Triple H. <laughs> and others, big time, um, you know, 
big wigs are selling their stocks. And this is something that hey, we got to figure out what's going on in there in, in the meantime. Chelsea Green, who broke her wrist in November when she debuted in SmackDown, broke her wrist again on last Saturday at Slanniversary when she did the one-arm Canadian Destroyer. She broke her wrist again. So now she's going to be out again. So um, I, and I understand. Listen, now this is not good for either Impact or Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor was hoping to have her for the women's tournament. Now she is no longer part of that tournament because she broke her wrist. And then she, she put it on her Instagram account. And it was a bad break. It's a bad break. It's going to take months, maybe a year for it to heal back. And um, it's like my, 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 my friend said, they don't learn. And yeah, it's, you know, some wrestlers figure, well, you know what? We need money. They need payment, whatever. Um, and I guess she put her life on the line, uh, her career on the line, just to entertain us as wrestling fans and whatnot. And now she's going to be out for a couple of months or whatever. And um, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's something that right now it, it, it causes impact because not only that, but impact just lost Kiara Hogan. Kiara Hogan right now did her last taping this week, and now she's out there um, pre-agent, and she's no longer with Impact and whatnot. And that ends the the tag team of Fire and Fire and Fury, uh, Fire and Flavor actually was. I don't know why I got Fury from. The Fire and Flavor that tag team is done, um, and it's sad because those two women, Kiara Hogan and Tasha Steele, were I think one of the best tag team women's woman tag team that I seen that they, they had chemistry, they had they had uh the skills, they their double teaming was good. And it was very, very surprising last week when they lost those belts to Havoc and Rosemary. But it was that because Kiara Hogan had already probably gave in her 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 release that she was going to go. And now a lot of people saying Kiara Hogan may end up at NXT. I don't think so. I don't think she's gonna be that stupid to join NXT. Why? Uh, why join NXT when your girl Diamante is in AEW? That's her girlfriend. So that makes no sense. You know what I'm saying? Um, not that, you know, they, she has to go because they're girlfriends, but you're going to NXT, you're going to get lost in the shuffle. How many girls? There's this girl named Aaliyah who's been in NXT for six, seven years. The girl's not even, I don't know why she's still wrestling there. She's not good at all. Okay. She ain't good at all. She hasn't come up to the main roster. And, you know, this is the thing that, you know, I say wrestlers who join WWE have to look at the big picture. Do you really want to be in WWE? You see what's going on. You can't act like, you know, and if you join WWE, this is just my personal opinion. If you join WWE, knowing what's going on with the product now, you're only doing it for the money. You don't want to be the world champion. You don't want to be recognized. You don't want to be the star, big star. You're there for the money. It's nothing wrong with that, you know what I'm saying? And you could say, oh, I'm in WWE, but at the end of the day, how much passion you have for wrestling, you know? That's that's one thing I, I have to, you know, question sometimes, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to end it with Roman Reigns is ready to defend his universal belt against Finn Balor. And um, I saw SmackDown. Yes, people, I watched WWE. But I fast forward everything and I got to the nitty gritty. 
John Cena got this by Paul Heyman. I mean, it was a great thing. Paul Heyman just made him look foolish. Uh, and, you know, when he started going, doo, 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 that was the most funny thing I ever seen. And Heyman got praised for that from a lot, a lot of wrestlers because, you know, you know, John Cena is not the, the guy who everybody likes. They feel like John Cena buried a lot of guys in, um, in WWE, in his career, to get where he's at now. I, and I do agree with that. Um, but that's the way WWE's been. You know, they, they a lot of people get buried when it comes to John Cena. You see what happened to, to Rusev, a.k.a. Miro. Um, but it was great. But then when um, Roman Reigns came out, is it me or Roman Reigns? Definitely playing his character as a real a-hole. You know, John Cena called him an a-hole on Monday night, and he played that character real, real good. And I love his promo when he said, you're right. You can't see me. I don't want to see you. And he told him, no, he's not going to wrestle John Cena. And someone's like, hey, man, in reality, why has Roman Reigns has to wrestle John Cena? And someone's like, Roman Reigns beat John Cena a couple of years ago. You know what I'm saying? Why? Why? Why does he have to wrestle John Cena? John Cena, they're making it look that John Cena is going after number 17. You know? Um, in my in my theory, he didn't he say he didn't want to break Rick Flair's record? So why is he even talking about number 17? I mean, not that he's gonna win it, but if he beats, let me tell you for the if John Cena ends up beating um Roman Reigns at uh SummerSlam, there's gonna be a riot. I'm telling you right now, there's gonna be a riot, and people are gonna be, people are gonna be pissed off because nobody wants to see Jan Cena as a champion. You know, it's it's crazy, but you know, well, who, who knows? A lot of things can happen. You know, what I'm saying a lot, a lot of things can happen. Um, so, you know, um, I don't know, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know, but Finn Balor ended up what well, was um. Once uh, Roman Reigns told Cena that he was not going to, um, that he was not going to give him the title shot, uh, all of a sudden we saw um, we saw uh, Finn Balor show up, and Finn Balor challenged um, Roman Reigns. And the crazy part is, it's like I knew this was going to happen when Finn Balor showed up last week in SmackDown. I was like, look. Who else is Roman Reigns going to challenge if he does beat Edge on Money in the Bank? No other than the guy who never lost, who never got pinned for the Universal title, who won the title but had to for, uh, forfeit because of an injury, no other than Finn Balor, the first Universal champion. So I just hope that they um, – it's a good match. I don't see Finn Balor beating um, uh, Roman Reigns. Uh, this is typical WWE to bring the guy back. Oh, we'll give you a title shot, and after – he gets his title shot. He'll be lost in the shuffle. He'll be in the um, in the mid card somewhere with the you know with the Intercontinental Championship. Not that Finn Balor has not won that, uh, but you know you see what they're doing. Uh, Nakamura still looking. I still like Nakamura. I just don't like what they're doing right now with all that uh, Apollo Cruz, the Intercontinental Champion. They had a part where all these guys, Cesaro, Nakamura, uh, I forgot who was the other guy. Um, and Big E came out to to confront Apollo Crew and his uh, giant goofball. I don't forgot his name. It was freaking Army Sudan. And Robert Roode and Zach, um, 
Dolph, Dolph Ziggler, whatever his name is. It, it just didn't make sense. I saw, I saw all this fighting. Cesaro was part of that. And I'm thinking, so what's this all this about? It doesn't make no sense. So, uh, you know, but it is what it is. They pull out a two, a two million for Rome, uh, for some uh, SummerSlam, for SmackDown this week. Uh, and I'm not surprised because Roman Reigns is the one that makes it what it is now. So, you know, a lot of people are just saying, oh, but you have to say you're not covering WWE. I didn't, I didn't cover the whole damn SmackDown because I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go and, and, and check what's going on. There's nothing to look at. I'm not going to report it. But uh, but I did see Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns looks real, real cocky. I like his attitude. And I'm glad that he told John Cena no. But we know that something's going to happen. They're going to end up wrestling each other. That's why they put Finn Balor in the mix just to keep Roman Reigns entertained from here to SummerSlam. So. It is what it is. So that is it for me, guys. And I thank you again, once again, for joining me. Guys, uh, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook through Chokeslam Wrestling Report, the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. You can also find me on my YouTube channel, the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. You can subscribe to the channel. You could uh, hit that notification bell for new uploads, which I've been doing now. For the last couple of, uh, actually last week I started doing more than one video because there's a lot of stuff going on in wrestling. So I decided to at least put two videos a week letting you know what's going on in the wrestling business. Uh, we still, I'm still going to be checking on this Daniel Bryan and the CM Punk situation. Um, the Jay White, who uh, uh, is now an impact, what's that's going to happen. And other, any other new big news that comes through during the week, I'll definitely be on my YouTube channel reporting it and then of course i got the thursday and sunday audio podcast you can check it out and uh and you know i give you all the information again you can find me on twitter facebook and instagram the chokeslam wrestling report you can find me on youtube channel the chokeslam wrestling report if you guys want to register for my website tcwr.veryinkpressive.com that is the website for merchandise and for both on my podcast the audio and the and the youtube channel are there so if you register you get access to all that you get access to my videos you get access to my audio and you get access to my uh my uh parrels the baseball hat and the shirts that i got there the chokeslam wrestling report so guys check it out again guys thank you very much for joining me today and most likely, I will be for the AEW Dynamite review. I uh, will be fight for the fallen this week, so I'll be doing a review on that. Plus, I may be doing some videos depending on what's going on. The uh, the Chokeslam Wrestling Report Extra, and that's my YouTube channel. So check it out. Um. So again, once again, thank you for everything, and I'll see y'all guys on Wednesday for or oh, actually Thursday for the AEW Fight for the Fallen review. Have a good day.